0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, November 4th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. High demand for block grants, Johansson's recovery plan, farm worker advocates' Mull H-2A challenge, and USTR said to consider USMCA action. Peterson Falls, GOP averts blue wave. The outcome of the presidential race isn't known at this hour, but several results of the election are clear. The blue wave that Democrats were hoping for did not materialize, in part because President Donald Trump appears to have maintained his strong rule base. Democrats retained control of the House, but one of the biggest stories of the night for farmers and ranchers was that House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson's re-election loss in Minnesota peterson has led the committee's democrats during the writing of the last three farm bills republicans are in position to retain control of the senate although the final result may not be known until january 5th that's when georgia could hold one and possibly two runoff elections key gop victors yesterday include joni ernst in iowa and steve Daines in montana north carolina gop incumbent tom phillis also declared victory you can read our full coverage of the election results in the AgriPulse newsletter and at agripulse.com. Harder wins. Prop 22 passes. Democrat Representative Josh Harder has been reelected to his Central Valley seat, defeating his Republican opponent with a comfortable lead. Harder won the seat in 2018's blue wave that flipped several Republican strongholds in California. California voters also approved Prop 22, allowing Uber and Lyft drivers to remain independent contractors. The ballot measure grants a carve-out to the companies following the 2019 passage of Assembly Bill 5, which reclassified the drivers as regular employees. Farmworker advocates decry H-2A wage cuts. A leading advocacy group for farmworkers says... Labor Department's changes to H-2A wage cuts will likely cut worker pay by even more than the Department of Labor estimates and will also result in wage cuts for domestic workers. final rule announced by DOL Monday would freeze the H-2A program's adverse effect wage rates, or AEWRs, for two years. Starting in 2023, the rates will be based on a broad labor cost indicator that will keep the rates from rising as much as they have been under the current rules. The AEWRs are now tied to an annual USDA survey of farm labor wages. In the name of predictability for employers, the Trump administration's allowing businesses to hire an unlimited number of temporary foreign workers at below-market wage rates in violation of the law's prohibition against adverse effects on U.S. workers' wages caused by the hiring of guest workers, said Bruce Goldstein, president of Farmworker Justice. DOL says the wage cuts are likely to encourage farms to hire more H-2A workers. And Goldstein's group says that means the rule likely will result in steeper cuts to wages than the department is estimating. Keep in mind, Goldstein says his group is considering a legal challenge to the DOL rule. Farm groups say that H-2A wages have been rising sharply every year in many states, sometimes by double-digit rates. Record-breaking demand for specialty crop block grants. Requests for the latest round of specialty crop block grants added up to more than $90 million, far beyond the $21 million available. During a meeting of the State Food and Ag Board on Tuesday, CDFA Secretary Karen Ross said the 270 submissions broke the record for the dollar amount. just shows what we've anticipated as far as need going into and coming out of COVID, according to Ross. CDFA working with NAS to adjust grape crush report. Smoke taint has led to an unusual year for California wine grape growers. Ross said CDFA has been working with the USDA National Agriculture Statistics Service to add, quote, some notations to reflect this on the pricing tables for the 2020 Grape Crush Report. It's pretty horrifying when you talk to so many growers who have left a large volume of crops in their vines because of smoke taint, she said. Jamie Johanson has a five-step recovery program for California. California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson has shared with Governor Gavin Newsom a five-point plan for how agriculture can play a role in the state's economic recovery. First, recognize that farmers want to be a part of the solution. Johansson said farmers must know what the end game is. If you want all of California culture to be 100% organic, he said to Newsom, I can tell you the consequences of doing that. Second, to have realistic expectations. He said things just don't change overnight. Third, go with farmer-led solutions. Johansson said his message resonated on the governor's 30 by 30 conservation order. Next, give us time. He cautioned that the tools, technology, and infrastructure won't happen overnight. And finally, work with the science. Let us use science instead of attacking us for it, Johansson said. Farmers look to buy machinery in 2021. The improvement in commodity markets has more farmers thinking about upgrading machinery next year. Some 14% of producers are planning to increase purchases of farm machinery next year. That according to the monthly Ag Economy Barometer sponsored by the CME Group and Purdue University. It's up from 11% in September and 4% in May. About one-third plan to reduce their purchases in 2021, down from 65% in May. The barometer, which measures current farm economy conditions, surveys roughly 400 agriculture producers across the nation every month. USTR ready to take action on USMCA. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley says U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer shares his concerns about Canadian and Mexican compliance with the new North American Trade Pact and is ready to take action. I think we're properly prepared for whatever action might be taken, Grassley told reporters after a recent meeting with Leinheiser. Grassley's concern mirrors those of others on Capitol Hill and the U.S. ag sector. Mexico, despite agreeing to a new chapter on biotechnology in the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, is not approving any new seed trades. Canada, restricting new tariff rate quotas that they promised to set up for U.S. dairy. U.S. Dairy lauds USTR's move on Indonesia. Back in 2018, the National Milk Producers Federation of the U.S. Dairy Export Council complained Indonesia was hindering imports of U.S. dairy, requiring local partnership arrangements as a prerequisite to get import licenses. But Indonesia has now scrapped the trade restriction thanks to tactics employed by USTR as it negotiated Indonesia's ability to keep its status under the generalized system of preferences, the dairy group said Tuesday. The GSP allows developing countries to avoid some duties on exports to the U.S., we appreciate the work invested by the U.S. government to use the GSP review process to ensure that Indonesia complies with its trade obligations under the terms of the GSP program, said National Milk Producers Federation President and CEO Jim Mulhern. EPA seeking input on farm pests. EPA's asking for input on an updated list of pests deemed significant health importance which was last released in 2002. Available today, the list will include several new pests, such as the brown dog tick, and describe new public health impacts, such as Zika fever and the coronavirus. The list is used to prioritize public health efforts. EPA, CDC, and the USDA collaborated to update the list to incorporate significant changes regarding vector-borne diseases and related research and eliminate gaps or ambiguities in the current pest list, EPA said. EPA specifically asked whether there are any pests, such as the Asian giant hornet or the Turkestan cockroach, that should be added to the list. Here's today's He Said It. Six years after the bond's passage, the water storage projects that will benefit from Proposition 1 likely remain at least a decade away from becoming operational. California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson in an op-ed urging the state to deliver the rest of the water bond money. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, November 4th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Talley